Hey guys, this is Dr. Cassandra Joseph. Join me on my journey to create something epic, to create my ground up startup. Listen to my wins, my struggles, and everything in between. Check out my journey on creating Odyssey Dental Summerfield. What's up, Cassandra? How's it going? It's good. Before I said what's up, I was thinking, do people call her Cassandra or Cassie? Like, what do you They prefer? call me Cassandra, actually. They call me Cassandra or mm. Cassie, but I guess in the professional world, I'm Cassandra. <laughs> but I, but to family and friends, I'm Cassie, so it doesn't matter. It really gotcha. doesn't. But I guess if people are trying to Google me, I guess they have to use Cassandra to really find me. Got you, got you. So, like, because you told me it was, so you said for family and friends, it's Cassie. For everybody, it's actually Cassandra. You told me, Michael, call yeah. me Cassandra. Don't ever call me Cassie because that's, be okay, got you. No, no worries. No, you can no. call me Cassie. <laughs> you can call me Cassie. But if people are, like, trying to find, like, Cassie Joseph, they yeah. probably will still find me, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I, If you go back and forth, it doesn't even matter, like. I'll take either one. Yeah. yeah. They're so, both equally the same. My name. <laughs> awesome. So this is going to be an awesome, unique, different. Uh... Okay. So really quick, uh, before we, I tell everybody why it's different. Why? Break it down to us really quick. What is a ground up startup? Wow. In my world, a ground up startup is where I did some demographic studies to figure out where exactly is a dentist needed right now in the triad area, which is where I live. And there was a few cities that came up on the list and I just drove around, figured out what city I could see myself living in and raising a family. And it was Summerfield, Summerfield, North Carolina. And after that, um, I started looking for spaces to leave and I just couldn't find the perfect fit. And then one day I saw a sign that said, built to suit, that means the builder builds you a location, any type of location, any type of, you know, I guess, specialty that you're involved in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that sounds amazing. That sounds economical. He builds what I want. I just pay him rent. But long story short, I ended up buying the land from him and then building a building on the land. So it was a process. So that's what a ground up startup is. You either purchase land and then you build on it. And then after that, you do a leasehold improvement where then you upfit it, you buy the chairs and things like that. You design it all. So that's what I did. That's what I did, Michael. And it was like over a year. It took over a year to do that whole process of purchasing land, negotiating, and, then, and making sure it was suitable. Well, how much did it cost? Everything. Everything total one point. Two million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. man. So big money, right? <laughs> yeah. So for anybody thinking like, oh wow, I've I've wanted to do that. I've wanted to own the land and the building, right? Or I've wanted to be a part of that. Follow this journey because I mean, this is going to be you pretty much. Or Cassandra can help you out. I mean, just listen to everything, right? Because we're starting. You're going to be open when. 
Oh, in less than a week. November 26, 2019. November 26. If you heard her intro episode, we documented her a couple episodes ago. You can hear her. She kind of talks about the whole process, right? And we're going to dive deeper into that right now. But what we want to know is before you're about to open, which is this week, what has been going on so far this week? Craziness, Michael. <laughs> no, a lot of exciting things. Like because we're getting closer and closer to opening, so I've been training my team. I'm an associate still, so I'm still like working pretty much full time and also trying to open a practice. So I'm constantly busy, trying not to like miss something critical. So I'm like training, 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 training my team, making sure everyone's on board, making sure payroll is done correctly. Now I'm not just you know a dentist. I'm actually you know a dental boss. Sounds yeah. great. And so I have to make sure I'm paying people accordingly and legally. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also training them on the software that I plan on using, like Open Dental. And we plan on using Modento. So I'm training them on that. Also, the x ray, I'm using um, a DigiDoc, which is almost like a nomad. So I had to train them on that. I'm also using iTero. I have to train them on that. We're using um, Apex for our merchant services. So we have to understand how to do that. So a lot of training every day, all day. Um, also working on core values, working on the vision for the practice, making sure everyone's on the same page. Mm-hmm. Because I do have a strong vision of where I want this practice to grow, go. So it's essential from day one. We're talking about it. We're you know training on it and discussing it. Also, reviewing the handbook with them, I felt like I wanted a strong foundation from day one. So we have a handbook that's, you know, in place, and we've been talking about it and just reviewing it. So everyone from day one just knows, like, these are the expectations. This is the goal. This is the vision. And everyone is excited. My team is super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a while to get them, these two amazing women. And I'm, I'm excited to work with them because they're just as excited to give everyone an amazing, epic experience. So... Yeah, the future looks bright right now, Michael. That's what I've been working on all week, <laughs> training and just, you know, tying up loose ends and making sure I have all the equipment and supplies I need. Uh-huh. What's the handbook? Handbook is basically letting the employees know exactly what the expectations are. So no one's confused, like, what time do I come in? When do I have days off? When do I get paid? Um, things like that. What are the rules and regulations? And how do you remain safe? you know, when you're here, what's the dress code like? It Mm -hmm. also talks about our core values and our vision, and it tells them a little bit about me. So that's what the handbook pretty much is, just to, it's like a standard operating procedure type of manual. Like, if you're kind of not sure how to do things, you should be able to open the manual. Also, Mm-hmm. every position has like a job description so you're like what do i do what, what, what's the expectation they know they have a handbook they have a job description so that's what the handbook has so then break it down to me a little bit like what's specifically in there like what time does everybody have to come in are you making people come in like 15 minutes before 30 minutes before an hour before and then what's your core values okay i have a few core values but mm-hmm. as far as like the time they have to come in they have to come in at 7.30, and if you're a front desk person, the dental receptionist, you're printing up all my reports, production, collection, where do we have opportunities to place someone if they're an emergency patient. Also, we're talking about patients that are like 
VIP, very important person, meaning, you know, you may need a little bit of extra TLC. We want to discuss you in our morning huddles. So she's preparing for the morning huddles at 730. She's turning everything on, making sure everything's working. And then at 745, we're having our morning huddles where we're, like I said, discussing our patients and making sure we're discussing our wins from the day before, you know, opportunities to grow from the day before. That's what we're doing in our morning huddles. And the assistant, she comes in at 732, but she's setting up the operatory. She's making sure I'm set up for whatever procedure I have starting at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. So at 8 a.m. we start, so we have a 15-minute huddle. So that's what we discuss. But the handbook doesn't go into, like, the nitty-gritties of that, but it tells them that, you know, weekly you'll be working 32 to, you know, 40 hours a week. And then specifically in a doctor job description, I may talk to them about what time they need to come in and what their, you know, KPIs are, key performing indicators are. Mm-hmm. So that's what the handbook has. Okay. And as far as like our core values, we have a lot of core values <laughs> <laughs> and culture. But the, the one that I, I love the most is, you know, making sure our patients have an epic experience. That's like our tagline is making sure as soon as that patient walks through the door, we're greeting them with a warm smile. We're actually greeting them by name because we should know who the patient is that's coming to the door most likely because we don't have a lot of patients right now. We're working out of one column. So the goal is for you to stand up and greet Mr. Jones when, when Mr. Jones comes to the door with a smile and, you know, ask him if he would like, you know, flat or sparkling water and sit him down in our lounge. And just mm-hmm. make sure as soon as he comes in, he's just, he's just excited, just, as, just like we are. And also, giving back to the community abundantly, I really want us to be an asset to the community. So that's one thing we want to just be able to give back and go into the school systems and educate the students and go into, like, the independent living facilities or nursing homes and talk to the geriatric patients about their oral health. And also doing missionary trips all over the world and also locally in our country. I want to do that. So those are the main things. And also having a strong morale, like we treat each other like friends and family. You know, when mm-hmm. you come here, no drama. It's a safe place. It's a haven, basically. Because the world could be chaotic. And the goal is within these four walls, you're growing as an individual. You feel safe as an individual. And we're welcoming everyone here. And you truly feel loved. So those are some of like the core values. Like I said, we have a few. <laughs> yeah, it's like really like like home, like a home which you're trying to create. Well, it's good. It's good. How how strong would you say your employees are? Because something that I hear quite a bit is like, okay, on day one of when people open or that first week, it gets so chaotic that sometimes they leave. Like the employees, like I can't do this tomorrow. I'm sorry, I'm gonna quit. Right. What, has that been a fear of yeah. yours or like what are your thoughts you know i have to be realistic um you know people people change in the sense that people get married people get birth and they sometimes have to transition out and for me that's the goal where the people that are hired if they transition it's because they had a different opportunity in life that was amazing. Like they want to be a hygienist, they become a hygienist, so they have to move on. Or they want to be a dentist, they move on. They get married, and their husband has to take a better job in California. They move. But as far as transitioning, because you don't feel valued, you're not being paid according to your worth. I would never want anyone to leave. Or because you work in an environment that's so chaotic and toxic, you want to move on. That's definitely not the environment I want to create. 
and I tried to handpick people, and it took like months to handpick the people that I picked. I wanted to see a track record. Like, have you? How long were you employed in the last office? And the, mm-hmm. the office even before that? Do you see? It, did it seem like you were there for like months, years? And how loyal were you? And what skill sets did you pick up over those years? Is there growth? There's certain things you can't teach people. You can't teach people to be self-starters, to be self-sufficient, and to have strong work ethic. But to me, or even have loyalty. But if you were at your previous job for years and your previous employer like gives you a glowing review and is excited for you and you only moved away or left that place because of relocating or because of something else that happened that was great, then to me that's a positive sign. And mm-hmm. both of my employees came from that those type of environments. They were working in their practices for seven years, one, 19 years, and it's because they moved and that's why they're looking for new employment. And they were looking for other jobs, and they found opportunities. They had offers, but it wasn't a great culture fit. And when they say these keywords, culture fit, and the patients weren't being treated the way they want the patients to be treated, to me, that's like, yay, you are, like, singing my song. Mm -hmm. And that's where they came from. They came from strong offices, so when they went somewhere else, they were like, hmm, this is not an ideal location. This is not my forever home. I want an office where you are treated like family. Patients are loved on and you're growing as an individual because you're learning new skill sets. That excites me because I love learning. So I want a team that wants to learn. Um, I love treating my patients like gold. So I want a team that wants to do the same thing, make sure our patients have a great experience. So those are the things that I focused on. And that's what my team members are bringing to the table right now. Years of experience when it comes to like patient care, they may not know exactly all the things that I do as a you know, comprehensive dentist, but their attitudes. I just love it. I just love their attitudes and how they just want to do great dentistry and provide a great experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not too worried right now. Um, but right. nothing's, you know, guaranteed. But I really, really did try to get some really good people on my team. Gotcha. Right now, if you don't mind me asking, like, starting off, if you can give me, like, a range, what are you paying, like, an assistant in the front office? Right now I'm in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and they both have experience. One has 19 years, one has, I believe, seven. Um, so I'm starting them off at 19, and they both were like, seemed happy with that. One asked for less than that, and I gave them 19. One wanted, well, she didn't want more, but she was in a position that was a little different than her current position. Mm-hmm. So she was making more, but now she's in a position that, you know, I gave her 19 and she was happy with that. She goes, you know what? There's a lot that you're doing that I don't know, but I'm willing to learn. Um, So they're excited and they seem to be fine with that, you know, hourly rate. Uh And as they grow, of course, and they seem to be an asset to to the office, they understand as, as, as we grow as an office, they're going to grow as well. You know, especially if we have, you know, evaluations every quarter and we're talking about their KPIs, key performing indicators, like, you know, now you know how to make a temple really well and efficiently mm-hmm. on the posterior teeth. Now let's work on, a, you know, doing well on the anterior teeth or even taking intraoral scans or, you know, are you helping me, you know, post on Facebook? So there's going to be key things they have to help me do and truly show that they're growing as individuals and they're a good fit for the practice. And then, of course, the goal is for them to grow as well financially. Yeah. And I think they like that. When you said um, that one of the i think it was maybe the assistant of the front office who said like there's a lot of things that are going on that i don't know 
but I'm willing to learn. What things do they not know? Like, in their, what the, like did they tell example, you anything? Um, so she came from an office that was, well, her first office she worked in for years was more Medicaid. So it was like mm-hmm. children, extractions, fillings, um, a lot of emergency dentistry. And then the second office she worked in where the culture wasn't ideal for her, it was more implant dentistry and more, I guess, more high-end restorative. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't an assistant then. She was like more of like a practice manager slash dental receptionist. So she didn't really get to assist them, but she knew the terminology and the verbiage and the different parts and how much it would cost. Mm-hmm. So now I place implants. I do IV sedation. So things like that, she doesn't really know how to set up for those things. But if I feel like with a strong work ethic and the ability to learn quickly, these are things that I'm not too worried about. My thing is attitude's everything. So as long as she has a good attitude and she wants to grow and learn, that's the most important because most of my assistants, like I've had three assistants at one time, all of them came straight from dental school, dental assisting school, and I had to train all of them, and they're all rock stars right now. Like they could do everything that they legally could do. Um, So I actually love training. So to me, that was, to me, it was a win-win. The fact that she has strong work ethic, and she doesn't know, I guess, any really bad habits yet when it comes to the things I do and I do consistently. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about teaching her what I want, you know, how I want her to do things. So, okay. yeah. And she's awesome. also cross-trained. She can do front desk things. Both of my assistants or both of my employees are cross-trained. So if they need to jump in the back and help, they both can. If, if they both need to be in the front and help, they could do that. So if one calls out, I'm still okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So then... Now it's like time to vent. What's been your biggest concern <laughs> this week and how is it making you feel? Ah, oh, my biggest concern. Well, right now I have my certificate of occupancy that like the last time we spoke, I don't think I had that yet. Yeah, you did. So yeah. I was still like, oh my gosh, on pins and needles. When am I going to get this and move in and see patients? Because I had to reschedule patients like several times, which to me, that's not the way I wanted to start this epic journey for my patients. Mm -hmm. So finally I have it. So now when I have appointments, patients could actually truly be seen on the date that they scheduled. So I'm excited about that. But still, there's still a lot of aesthetic things to do in the practice to really make it an amazing experience the moment you walk through the door. Like my contractors, I feel, are still kind of like dragging their feet now that we have the CO. I feel like there's not a strong sense of urgency to really get me in. Um, Mm. But they're working. But I just feel like, you know, we're making little mistakes that we're too close to the finish line to be making these mistakes. Like, for example, Uh my personal office, they painted it like the wrong wrong color finish type of thing and i'm like really guys what like, color was making it these well the color is fine it's, it's the finish they use something called epoxy finish which is for areas that will be wet or have moisture which is like sterilization room uh-huh. bathroom labs not not a private office that doesn't have water so it's like super shiny uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm like really guys why why but, you know, to me, that's minor. At this point, patients are not going to see that room, so it's like, whatever. Yeah. Fix it later. I'm okay. Let's keep going. But it takes them away from other things that need to be fixed that the patients will see. Like, you know, if I see a little crack or a little chip or a little, like, hole somewhere, and maybe patients won't notice it, but I see it. And I'm like, no, guys, we need to fix it. Or if the paint is, like, bubbling somewhere, I'm like, no, we need to you know, make it more ideal and make it look professional. Because yeah. I feel like this space is a reflection of the dentistry that I'll provide. If it looks dingy or dirty, patients sometimes may think your dentistry is going to be like 
substandard. So I guess I always want to make sure things look ideal for my patients yeah. and for the space. So, so right now we're just working on like the finishing touches, making sure things look neat and pristine and it's truly a reflection of this epic experience I want to give my patients. So those are the things that was making me nervous. because I'm like, okay, we're seeing patients in a few days and there's still like little things I see. I'm like, guys, we're not ready yet. Um, and they even know, like, we're yeah. not ready. And there's certain things that other patients, patients may not notice, but, but you gotta yeah, do and it. there's a lot of things they may notice. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. No, I get you. I get you. So then I have a quick question. When you, because I know you had to reschedule uh, patients quite often because your opening day kept moving. What did you say to reschedule them? You know, I had an answering service, so they rescheduled a lot of them. Well, I'm actually going to say a lot. They rescheduled most that they could get in contact with because a lot of them actually made appointments through local med. Mm-hmm. So the thing is when you have patients that make appointments with local med, they're busy individuals. They're, they're hustling and bustling. That's why they schedule online and not call you to schedule. But they may not know that you're available to pick up and make the appointment because since you're not open yet, I'm not sure mm-hmm. why they actually choose to schedule online. So calling them and actually reaching a person is almost near impossible, especially the ones that book through local men. So it was hard to reschedule those patients, but every now and then I was able to get in contact with them when we did reschedule them if they were available to schedule. And the verbiage I used, if it was me that called them, especially like the last round, the last round of patients, I was like, okay, this is like the third time I rescheduled you. <laughs> I need to personally call you now. Like I really need to call you. And I started off by saying, you know, let's say it's Joe and I'm like, hi, Joanne. This is Dr. Joseph with Odyssey Dental of Summerfield. How are you today? And they're like, oh, my God, well, I was like, I'm just calling you. I have to share something so exciting with you. We have our certificate of occupancy. And they get super excited for me. And, hmm. of course, I'm excited. And then I'm like, you know, however, there's still a few finishing touches we have to accomplish to make sure we're giving you an awesome experience. So we're going to actually have to push your appointment back just a little bit to make sure everything was ideal for you. And they're very understanding when I say that. And, you know, as, you know, a thank you to you for being so patient. We're giving you a complimentary Sonicare when you come here. And usually they reschedule. And um, and they're so excited. for Like, oh, my gosh, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. And I tell them, you know, perfectly, like, I'm so sorry we had to reschedule. But we, we really, really appreciate how patient you have been with us through this process. And we can't wait to give you an amazing experience. And they're like, no problem. We understand. We're just so excited for you. So, yeah, that's how it usually goes. That's good. That's good the way you, you do yeah. it because, like, you're also offering them, like, a – has anybody ever, like, said, like, oh, my gosh, you're rescheduling me again, and then they didn't reschedule or no? You know, there was one person. He had a deadline of getting his cleaning in before December 1st, and I didn't know that deadline. He was the one that was rescheduled, like, three times, and he didn't know it was, like, a ground-up construction project. I guess he saw me on a list because I'm only in network with like one provider and right now it's Delta Premier. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was on his list and he didn't know and I rescheduled him three times and he was so understanding the first two times. And the last time he was like, um, I really need to get it in before December 1st. I actually wasn't planning on seeing patients until after Thanksgiving because I'm like, no one wants to come the week of Thanksgiving. Mm. So let me just wait until after and let December 3rd be my first and not be so stressed about is 
the contract they're going to be done with the space. But since he wanted to come in before December 1st, I was like, you know what? We should be ready by the 26th. That's two weeks after the certificate of occupancy. There's just no way they shouldn't be done. I was like, we need to get this patient in. He's been so patient and loyal with me. We're going to get him in. We're going to get the cleaning. He was like, you know what? I don't really care about the finishing touches. I just want to get this cleaning. I was like, okay, (laughs) I got you. I'm going to get you in. And guess what? I guess I didn't, like, block off the schedule. More people kept booking that day. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even though okay. it wasn't supposed to just be him yeah. and his wife, more people kept booking. So I was like, you know what? Let's just open the whole day up. And people booked. And I rescheduled people on that day. And my team was like, yeah, Dr. Joseph, open it up the full day. And we did. And now we have a full book our first day. And we're excited. Man, so people are just, like, booking, right? Like, they see you and then they're just booking? Or, or like, what do you feel is working right now as far as, really quick, your marketing? Well, right now, the only thing I'm doing is Facebook. So I'm doing Facebook Live. I'm doing posts on Facebook, and I'm boosting them. I'm boosting them for about 10 days mm-hmm. for $20, and it's working for me. And I don't I, and I don't know if it's, like, the boosting or when they, it goes on live, but I don't always boost it right away. And I, don't, I don't boost every single post. It just depends. If I do a live, I usually boost it. But people tend to like to watch you instead of just reading stuff. Yeah. And every now and then, if I notice that I have a lot of engagement on a post, like – like organically, I'm like, oh, let me boost this one. It seems like people are interested in this one. Um, yeah, and that's what I do, and I think that's what people are doing to book. Um, just staying engaged and letting people know what to expect. I think that's what's working for me, me telling people what I plan on having in the practice, what makes us a little bit different, what amenities we plan on having, you know, the extended hours or the membership plans. If you don't have insurance, I think that's also helping out a little bit. Um, and just being a fresh face, like in the community, there's not a lot of dentists where I'm building. So I think just being convenient and being in a location where people are passing by every day and seeing it built is being, it was being built for like months. So awesome. I think it's a combination, but mainly Facebook. And of course I've done some ground marketing and just going out there and meeting people and sponsoring events and letting people know I'm coming and I'm coming soon and I can't wait. And just being very enthusiastic, people like that. And they're like, yeah, I'm looking for a dentist. They sign up. They sign up, and I try to give them a call back so they can set up their appointment. Mm -hmm. And that's been working. That's been working. That's so cool. Okay, so then this week, what has been your favorite resource? Wow, this week, what has been my favorite resource? That's a good question. It could be anything from like a book to a podcast to uh, like a breathing outside, whatever it is, but it's your favorite resource. You know what? Right now, I have to say Stream HR with Samantha Leonard. Oh. She makes me look like an awesome dental boss when I come in the office and I can sit down with my team and discuss the vision, the core values, the goals, and them understanding, like, we're organized from day one. Like, this is when we're going to do our HIPAA training. This is when we're going to do our, you know, this type of training. And it's because we have a handbook. We have a blueprint to go by that, you know, Stream HR has helped me create. Also, even onboarding, even um, putting out job ads, they helped me create something that was, like, fresh and different to get people's attention. And everything is branded that I put out for the office because of that, it just helps so much where, 
you know, I know the dentistry part, but as far as the human resource part, I was like naive. <laughs> but it was nice coming to the table with that. And I think that gives your employees a, a level of respect for you that's a little different as opposed to just coming and just winging it and hoping for the best. Like they're okay with it, but I think they really respect and appreciate you being someone organized, or at least you fake it till you make it, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, what is what are some things that you feel like you were naive about? Like, you know, how do you start payroll? Like, how do you like, background check? What companies do I use for a background check? Uh-huh. Um, what questions can I ask them legally during the interview process? I didn't know you couldn't ask them. Like, um, do you, you have children? Like, for me, that's oh, like a natural conversation. Oh, oh no, you can ask that. about children. You can't ask about obviously religion. Um, what else can you ask? For example, a lady came to interview. She was pregnant. I could not say, oh, my gosh, you're expecting No. No, because they could be the discrimination. Wow. Age discrimination, being pregnant. If you just can't ask probing questions. Like, they could openly talk to you about, you know, their family. But as far as you initiating that conversation, no. I didn't know that. Wow. So it's wonderful as folks to about those things in stream HR. Also... We did. I did a disc assessment about myself. Like, what type of leader am I? You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. She helped me do that. Also, giving a disc assessment to my employees, like making sure you're in the right seat on the bus. You know, because maybe your personality is a better fit for the back office. Maybe your personality is better for the front office, or maybe your personality is better to just be an insurance coordinator. We're just calling people and never interacting with patients on a daily basis. So that was nice to have that, and I think that really helped me build a strong team for me. And just going through all those processes hmm. like I said I didn't know where to start mm-hmm. um, so yeah that was a good resource I, I continuously use that you know I even talked to it like Samantha I'm like Samantha so what do you think I need to like focus on first and she'll give me like a little outline this is what you should do this is what you should do man so, yeah yeah like streaming... I said, she made me look good yeah <laughs> Yeah, Samantha stream HR stream gentle HR they're really really good by the way Samantha sponsor this show so we can <laughs> talk more no i'm just kidding it's up to you but um uh, okay but yeah no she has really really good information I've, i always heard like amazing things about uh stream dental hr so like uh, that's a, an amazing resource i know for sure so then what are the things you wish you knew before this week ah uh, what what do i wish I just this week how just when you think you're close like you just think you have like five more things on your list you really have 10 more things on your list like (laughs) the list just never ends Michael just when you're like okay I think I got it all you're like actually no I still have this I need to purchase I still need to train on this I still need to train on that I still need to contact this company like for example today I'm like utilities utilities need to be in my because I'm opening yeah. next week, so I assume I need to have my electricity in my name. Yeah, um, yeah little things like, okay, I want to make sure I pay all these bills because, you know, personal life, you have a few bills, you're used to them, you know, cell phone, electricity, water, gas, kind of got it. It's on your budget. Now it's like that plus 100, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just afraid, like, you know, I want to make sure I pay my internet bill and all these other services that I'm paying 
I'm just afraid. Like one day I walk in, I'm like, there's no internet because out of a hundred bills, I forgot that one bill. So <laughs> I need to figure out a way to organize. Like seriously, Michael. Yeah. Or there's people that tell me I forgot my lead apron. I, on day one, I had no lead apron. Or from day one, I didn't have periopros. I'm like, I just want to make sure I have everything I need to see my patients on day one. Yeah. Because day two, I could order it maybe. No, so yeah. Those are like the little things that I keep going through my mind. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Because I mean, I remember one time a startup said, like, I remember on day one, the one thing you didn't think you needed, I needed a pen. And nobody anywhere had a pen. And I'm like, we didn't order pens. Nobody has pens here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, I just never thought about that. You know, it's like little things like that, like trash yeah. bags and things like that. So, yeah, you never exactly. know. Exactly. You never know. It's little not... things that, that you need. Because it's a million things, Michael. That's what it is. It's a million things. It's not just a hundred things or fifty. It's like a million things. It's not just supplies. Yeah. It's not just services. It's just everything. Making sure you're paying your employees. That's the other thing. I'm like, I never want to miss a payroll. I always want to make sure I pay them on time. So it's like onboarding on payroll, training on that system, training on the phone system, making sure you're capturing your calls, making sure you're turning the lines off accordingly, making sure you're turning on the machines so the office can run efficiently. It's all these little things, checklists on top of checklists, but I'm like, I don't want to miss something, but you know what? We're opening on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. we're probably going to miss something. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm still excited, but it is overwhelming at times when you think about it. Yeah, it is. Okay, so then what is one question you need answered immediately that maybe the audience can help with? Uh, when does it like seem like things are flowing? Like things are just going well. You don't have to think so hard anymore. You're not worried about forgetting this and forgetting that. Like I just wonder what like what's the timeline looking like right now? It's just like this this my life for like a year, for six months, three months. Two weeks. I don't Two know. weeks. I'm just like wondering, like when, <laughs> I'm like, when does it get kind of calm again? It's like I'm a dentist. I own a practice. You know, cash is flowing and employees are happy. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to post text and things like that. I mean, someone might say never. Actually, no. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Someone might say, you know what? It took you six months. Some people might say take me. I know everyone is different. But, you know, I can't wait to get to that point. It seems like I'm racing, not crawling. But where it's just like, I'm not, like, worried about all those little things. It's just like I'm looking at the bigger picture. Right now, I'm, like, micromanaging a little bit of everything, I feel like. It's yeah. like, why don't just get calm? You kind of have to right <laughs> now. Like, you have to, uh, like, manage, like, micromanage everything at the beginning. But I don't know. I, I feel like... I don't know. Sometimes what I think, because to me, I always feel like, okay, we've never, when, I ask the same question all the time, like, when does it ever get calm? But then you think about it, and it's like, at one point in your life, you prayed for what you have right now. So it's kind of like, should we just take right. take it in or, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe just, I don't know. I don't, but I'm not starting. I'm not, I didn't invest one point something million dollars because <laughs> that is a... I mean, this is this is you. You know what I mean. But it'll get easier, I'm sure. And if the audience has any like advice on that, please feel free to to jump in. So, last question: What's next? What's coming next for this upcoming week? 
Okay, the next few days is all about setting up the office. Like like I said, my contractors are still working, literally painting still and cleaning up all those little areas that I'm being picky about. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, my contractors love me right now. Um, once they get that accomplished, which tomorrow, I've been hearing tomorrow for two weeks now. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow they should be done with painting. Uh-huh. And then after that, we're off to the races, Michael. We're installing the decor. We're moving in the furniture. We're tidying up the place. We're making it presentable. On Friday, we'll be training slash setting up. And then on Saturday, we'll be doing more setup. But we also want to go through the script. Like, what's the flow going to be like for our first patient? You would think I've gone over that, but we haven't yet. And everyone's like, so what are we going to do? Everyone, like my assistant, my front desk, and I were like, okay, we need to get this together. Yeah. So the patients, you know, really feel amazing when they walk through. So that's what I want to make sure we get down. And then come Tuesday, Michael, we're opening. We're seeing patients. And I can't wait. We have a full book. I have every patient scheduled for an hour and a half. I just wanted to make sure I took my time with the patients. I spoke to them. I got to know them. You know, did a full diagnostics on them. And then present treatment plans, possibly same day, hopefully same day. And then if we have time, we'll get our cleanings in. If not, they may have to be scheduled. I just really want to make sure, like, I just focus on the patient experience. That's the thing. I feel like if the patient experience is amazing and awesome, they will come. They will share. You will have raving fans. And, yeah, that's always been the vision, the goal. So that's, that's what's happening, be. Michael. No big deal. I know. That's going to be super exciting. And then we'll also, we, I also want to jump in a little bit next week on more details on how, like who you talk to to do the ground up startup and then and so forth, like the banks and things like that. Like uh, what to expect for anybody who's thinking about doing a ground up startup, the very beginning stages, what they need to expect. So that's what we guys will be expecting Absolutely. for next week. Awesome. So really quick, where can people find you? They can find me on odysseydentalnc.com. That's my website. Or Odyssey Dental of Summerfield. That's Facebook or Instagram. Um, yeah, and they can send me an email. Like, I get the office email. They can send me an email, which is hello at odysseydentalnc.com. They could find me on Facebook, send me a message. Um, yeah, I'm always available to answer questions. I love answering questions and being an asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome, guys. And a lot of this is going to be a lot of the episode and what we're documenting. You're going to see a lot of the details in either the Instagram and the Facebook, which is the Dental Marketer um, on uh, Instagram and on Facebook and also the Dental Marketer Society Facebook group. So if you guys are a part of any of those, which you can find in the show notes below and you can also find uh, Cassie's information in the show notes below too. feel free to join that so you can ask tons of more questions and concerns and participate in this journey as well so we're super excited and until then guys we'll talk to you next week bye